Welcome to the Guitar Music Theory Podcast. I'm Desi Serna, author of Fretboard Theory, Guitar Picking Mechanics, Guitar Theory for Dummies, and more. This podcast features free guitar lessons that focus on music theory for guitar, including guitar scales, chords, progressions, modes, composition techniques, improvisation, and more. The lessons are geared toward intermediate level players on up. You can follow along on either an acoustic or electric guitar. Bass players can take away a lot from the lessons too. Today's podcast episode is a previous recording in which you learn about blues guitar theory. This includes which types of scales and chords are used in blues music and how blues music appears to break the rules of traditional theory. Hi, this is Desi Serna, and in this free guitar lesson, we're going to explore some of the details of blues guitar theory, including blues guitar scales, chords, chord progressions, modes, and more. This information is suitable for intermediate and advanced level players who have already learned pentatonic and major scale patterns, chord progressions, and playing by numbers. Let's get started. You know, blues music uh, uses a variety of scales. It uses the major pentatonic and the minor pentatonic, and it also uses some major scale patterns, and then it also combines these scales. Blues can actually be very simple to play, but theoretically, it can actually be quite complex. The reason how it can be simple is that some many blues songs are just uh, a couple of chords and a minor pentatonic scale. And uh, you usually just stay in like one little pentatonic box for most of the solo. And so it's kind of um, an easy way for players who are new to soloing and using scales to kind of get their feet wet and play some simple riffs and stuff. box patterns and everything, a couple of chords, and uh, that's all you need. But theoretically, uh, blues can be, or is, actually more complicated than that. 
because blues can not only use the minor pentatonic scale, it can use the major pentatonic scale, it can combine those, and you can use major scales. You end up using modes, too. And most blues players touch on all this stuff if they're learning solos and stuff off of records or off of recordings. Who listens to records anymore, you know? Uh, they are no doubt um, playing major and minor pentatonic phrases, uh, modal scales, but they just probably don't realize it. They're just memorizing something from a song. And usually just kind of remembering some of these notes in relation to a typical pentatonic box but never really understanding where they came, where they come from or, or why they work. So that's what we're going to explore here today. So to begin with, what I want to do is talk about the chords, the type of chords that a blues player would play over. And I'm playing in the key of B. I'm in standard tuning. And I'm playing a uh, B at the 7th fret on string 6. Here's a major chord, B. Here's a dominant 7th. Or maybe I could also use maybe a ninth. Blues songs are usually played over some form of dominant seventh. Uh, this is something that I'm assuming that you already know. Um, you should learn about how chords are built and intervals, root third, fifth, major seven, dominant seventh, that sort of thing. So this is a B. Dominant seventh, and by the way, if a chord is a dominant seventh, you can simply say seven or seventh. You don't have to say dominant. Whereas if a chord is a major seven, you have to specify major. So blues songs are usually played over dominant seventh chords. If the if a full dominant seventh chord is not actually physically played in the song, you still have a dominant seventh chord tonality, and the players are playing over, you know, the riff or you know, or the progression as if it were using dominant sevenths. So I'm playing a B7. Now this is a major chord. It's got a root, major third, and fifth, and a flat seven. So because this is a major chord, if you follow the traditional music theory, uh, you know, application rules, or whatever you want to call it, the, the first thing that you would play over this is the B major pentatonic. B major chord, B major pentatonic, right? So there's the B major, and here's B major pentatonic. play pentatonic scale pattern one, you'd position it so that the second note is B. So maybe you might want to think of this as starting on the G sharp at the fourth fret on string six. Put your index finger on that and then play pentatonic scale pattern one. That second note is B. If you don't understand the two different tonalities, major and minor tonalities of the pentatonic scale, then you get way ahead of yourself here. So back up, I have some podcast lessons that talk about major and minor pentatonic. You should learn that first. So anyway, you can play B major pentatonic, 
over uh, a B7 chord. And I've got a little rhythm here uh, looped and just want to give you an example of what that sounds like. So here's B major pentatonic. So I was using a little bit of pattern one. I slid into pattern two. I could actually move to any pattern or any position of B major as long as I just stay in B major. I can also use the blues scale patterns where you add in the extra note. Those notes are fair game too. major, B major blues, whatever, it's still considered pentatonic. Okay, now, uh, that is, music, according to traditional music theory, that would be the first and most obvious choice, a B major chord, B major pentatonic. Um, but a lot of guitar players are not familiar with that. Most guitar players would play a B minor pentatonic over a B7 chord. <laughs> Well, this kind of breaks the rules a little bit because we have a, a chord with a major third, but we're playing a scale with a minor third. Uh, this creates a little bit of tension or dissonance, and this is what we've, you know, this edgy sound is what we know and love as the blues sound. So it's a little, it's a little edgy, you know. But we. We love it, and it's used all the time in blues and blues-based rock music and even uh, jazz and country. So let me uh, start my track here again. Um, I'm just playing over kind of actually like a B7 uh, kind of shuffle, just a shuffle. Um, so you, I want you to hear what the minor pentatonic sounds like over this. I'm just kind of noodling, playing through the pattern here. That was B minor pentatonic pattern one, starting with my index finger on the seventh fret of string six. And of course, I can use the minor blues too, where you add in the uh, extra note. So this works. You can play minor pentatonic over a B7 chord, and it makes a very cool, bluesy, edgy sound. Now, most guitar players will learn uh, how to play songs without uh, you know, giving much thought to the theory. 
they just kind of memorize uh, a song or a riff or maybe their buddy just shows them how to play some basic rhythm and, and uh, a couple of phrases with the minor pentatonic. And so what they do is they play the minor pentatonic over uh, seventh chords or chords with a major third in blues. They play the minor pentatonic over blues songs that are based on minor chords. And then they jump to the conclusion that, oh, I guess the minor pentatonic must be the end-all and be-all scale. You play it over major chords, you play it over minor chords. Well, this can only work if you're playing a song that has a blues flavor. If a song does not have a blues flavor, if it's not a blues song, if there's not some sort of blues element in it, then this doesn't sound good. And this is why many guitar players um, seem to kind of have the hang of you know riffing and jamming on blues-based songs, but then when they try to play other styles, styles that aren't blues, they can't figure out why they sound so awful. You know, they play the same minor pentatonic boxes that they always play. And, uh, they, you know, they might play it over a song that's just pure major scale, nothing bluesy about it. And they, they just wonder, why does this sound so awful? I sound, it sounds great, you know, when I'm playing a blues song. Well, and then the answer, of course, is that playing minor over major is only going to work when you're playing a song that is a blues or has some sort of blues element to it. If a song doesn't have that kind of edgy, um, you know, dissonant tension to it, then playing the minor pentatonic is just simply going to sound out of key. Usually in those uh, situations, you need to play the major pentatonic. Okay, so you've got two scales here, and they are two scales, by the way, they're two different keys. B major and B minor uh, are two totally different keys and totally different scales. So, and by the way, I'm explaining this all over a B chord, but of course this, you can play over any A7, you know, a, any chord, A7, G7, whatever. I'm just using the key of B in my example here. So you can play the B major pentatonic, you can play the B minor pentatonic, and you can actually play both. You can go back and forth and they work just as well. So let me give you an example of what that sounds like. So here's a little B major pentatonic. Now here's some B minor pentatonic. So you can go back and forth, and you can play in you know any pattern or any position. Um, although you might want to keep it simple to begin with, I was just using B major pentatonic pattern one, a little bit of pattern two, and then B minor pentatonic pattern one, a little bit of pattern two. Not really uh, veering too far away from those, just to keep it simple. Not only can you go back and forth between major and minor, but you can actually combine the notes from both keys or both tonalities and kind of create a new pattern, or almost like a new key. It's not a new key, but it, but it is a new pattern to guitar players. Um, 
So let me give you an example. Okay, here's my B. Here's B minor pentatonic. Pattern one, starting at the uh, seventh fret. Or I can play B major pentatonic, pattern two, starting at the seventh fret. And so B major pentatonic pattern two and B minor pentatonic pattern one overlap right here in this position. And let me start at B up here. Now I'm going to go down the scale. Here is B, uh, here's B major. Now here's B minor. Now what I'm going to do is go down the scale and I'm actually going to touch on the major pentatonic notes and the minor pentatonic notes. Listen to this. Get a lot more notes now. If I play the blues scale version of the minor pentatonic, then I've got even I've got an extra note that I can put in there. I also have quite a few chromatic notes, notes right next to each other. So I've got uh, a lot more notes to work with here and I can make for some very interesting combinations. you can recognize that, yeah, that, that sounds like licks and phrases that uh, you're used to hearing. In fact, one of the best examples of learning how to combine major and minor pentatonic scale patterns is the song Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. <laughs> Highly recommend that you get some tab for that and memorize that whole intro because you've got some major pentatonic in there. Then you have some combination of both. And here's a real important move, playing the minor third from the minor pentatonic, and then the ma major third from the major pentatonic. Very common guitar look, you know. And you hear that used a lot in Johnny Be Good. Lots of combinations of major and minor in there. So hear how uh, good it sounds when you create runs based on major and minor pentatonic. And you can get good at this and learn how to phrase with both scales by learning lots of songs. Johnny Be Good is a great example. There, uh, there are many famous uh, guitar songs that use a combination of major and minor. Red House by Jimi Hendrix. He's all over the fretboard playing major and minor tonalities. Sunshine of Your Love, you know, Eric, Cla Eric Clapton, Cream. 
Um, the solo uses a combination of major and minor pentatonic. B.B. King, of course, you know. into some other positions. Um, so you can listen to these solos, learn them, kind of memorize the phrases, and that's how you'll get better at them. Hopefully with this theory that you're learning here in this lesson, you can start to break things down and kind of understand it. I know for years when I was playing, these blues songs just appeared to be all over the place, and I couldn't really fit them into any particular key or pattern, and I just didn't understand where they came from. And then later, after I figured it, figured it out, it became uh, much easier for me to keep track of things and kind of organize the ideas, uh, which helped me not only learn songs and memorize solos better, but then when I started composing and improvising my own uh, licks and phrases, I did a much better job with it. So you should follow the same process. And by the way, I would first recommend that you work on songs that are strictly in one key. Get really good at just playing minor pentatonic, you know, riffs and melodies and solos, and then work on songs that are major pentatonic that just stick in one key. Only after you can play in the two different tonalities and you have a repertoire of licks and phrases should you start to combine them because it does get complicated so you really need to understand and know the tonalities by themselves well before you start uh, uh, mixing it up and Red House is a good example of that I've had a lot of students that wanted to jump right into Red House and it was just you know too much for them all over the place just couldn't keep track of these uh, patterns and positions so just be careful take things one step at a time All right, let's talk about uh, using the major scale now, because major scale patterns are actually used in blues and in uh, blues-based rock music. And uh, understanding how the major scale is applied is really important to developing, to understanding the whole, the whole picture. So I'm still in B, playing over a B7 chord. Now, a seventh chord only occurs in one place in a major scale. What I mean by that, if you take a major scale and you make triads, root third, fifth, for each scale degree, you know, you get that order of major and minor, major, minor, minor, major, major, minor, which is probably the most important sequence in all of music. So if you've never learned about chord progressions and playing by numbers, building chords from the major scale, stop this lesson, go back and master that, because it is just foundational to so many other topics, including what we're talking about here now. Uh, after you uh, build major and minor triads from the major scale, uh, like for example later in my book Fretboard Theory, I teach you how to add additional intervals to those triads. For example, sevenths. And when you go through and add a seventh for each chord or each triad in the major scale, 
there is only one uh, place where you have a major chord with a flat seventh interval, and that occurs on the five chord. So the five chord in a key, or the or the fifth scale degree in a major scale, is the only one where you can where you have a root, major third, fifth, and a flat seventh, which makes a seventh chord. And you know, to apply the major scale correctly, what you have to do when you're playing over a chord or chord progression is identify what parent major scale does this chord or chord progression stem from, and then you can play those scale patterns over the progression. So if you're playing over a seventh chord, a dominant seventh chord, you know that the seventh chord has to be the fifth of something. So for example, here's B7, so I know that this is a five chord. It can only be a five chord in a major scale because it's dominant seventh. And it's the five chord of the key of E. So if you've learned your patterns and chord progressions and playing by numbers, you should be able to recognize that instantly. B is the fifth of E. So I would actually play the E major scale over a B7 chord. Right? So here's my B7, and here's some E major scale pattern. So I'm playing E major scale patterns over the B7. Now this does not sound like E major scale because you're hearing everything against the B7. You're hearing the B as the root. Even though it's the E major scale, you're he hearing the B as the root. This is actually a mode. We're producing a modal sound here. We're using the E major scale, but everything is revolving around the fifth degree B which creates a new sound or new tonality. This is called B mixolydian mode. B mixolydian mode. Mixolydian is the fifth mode. Modes is another topic. Um, I have a podcast episode on that too, so listen to it. Okay, so this is B mixolydian mode, which by the way is also called the dominant scale. If you've ever heard somebody use that, mixolydian mode, dominant scale, same thing. The fifth chord in a key is a dominant seventh chord, so you could also also call it the fifth mode, the dominant scale. Okay, so when you're playing over a uh, dominant seventh chord, if you want to use major scale patterns, you would use. Uh, you have to play it as mixolydian mode, so you got to figure out what the seventh chord is the fifth of. So. Let me play a little rhythm here on B7, and I'll just play some E major scale patterns over it. I'm going to emphasize the notes of the B7 chord so I can tie in the scale specifically to B7. So give it a listen.
right, so I was just kind of playing through the patterns, doing some different stuff. Notice that little bass line I played. Very typical kind of shuffle uh, blues bass line, which is based on a root, major third, fifth, sixth, flat seventh, all related to the chord and all related to this mode that we're playing in. These are all E major scale notes, E major scale notes. Then I just played some other runs and stuff. Some thirds there in the E major scale. wouldn't hear a blues player play that much major scale pattern, but you would definitely just hear pieces of it, especially stuff like the thirds, the bass line. A lot of times your vocal melodies would be in the major scale, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of listen for it. It's going to come up here and there. So it's probably a very new concept to you if you're a blues player. Most blues players know the minor pentatonic really well. They're a little sketchy in the major pentatonic, but actually using major scale patterns is something that they usually don't, uh, don't think of. So, all right. You've got now three choices of scales. You can play minor, pentatonic, major pentatonic, and uh, you could use a full major scale pattern if you know how to identify the correct major scale to play. And then of course you can mix it all up. So you can play major pentatonic, it up. Then you can play some major scale or dominant, however you want to think of it. Um, you can tell that I have listened to and learned lots of solos and riffs off of uh, other recordings, and that's how I built my arsenal of uh, licks. That's a common question. Well, I know the patterns, but how do I make them sound musical? Well, you got to do some work. You got to you got to learn the patterns, map everything out, then you got to learn songs, memorize some licks and phrases, 
learn how to play solos along with recordings, you know, note for note. And uh, then once you, once you have an arsenal of licks, then you can begin to kind of rearrange things, um, put different pieces together, create your own style. And this is why when uh, you hear people talk about famous players, they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, Steve Ray Vaughan, you can hear lots of Albert King in his playing. Well, if you've ever wondered what that means, it means you can hear him playing Albert King licks that he picked, off, picked up off of Albert King's records. That's how all great players learn how to play, you know, by ear. Um, I've heard versions of uh, songs by famous guitar players like Steve Ray Vaughan and Eric Clapton. You can listen to Eric Clapton's version of Hideaway, and, uh, which is based closely on the original by uh, uh, Freddie King, and you can tell that Clapton is playing many, many phrases literally note for note. That's how he learned how to play. And then once he built his arsenal of licks, he started to kind of rearrange things, put different ideas together, uh, improvise and compose some, uh, some new ideas based on what he had learned, and of course he created his own style. So that's how the process works, folks. So um, there's no shortcut, so make sure you follow through and do that. Okay, so now you understand that you can play three different scales over a seventh chord. But uh, the last thing I want to talk about is playing over the full, a full chord progression. Because most blues songs are based on uh, three chords. It's based on a, a progression that appears to be a one, four, five, but is it? We're going to uh, examine that here next, and you're going to learn something uh, new that I think is kind of throw you off guard. Okay, so if uh, you're in the key of B, for example, you know, the three chords would be B, E, and F sharp, or 1, 4, 5. You know, most people that don't know much theory still, especially blues players, still understand the concept of 1, 4, 5. They can visualize that pattern in the fretboard. One, four, five, and then you can play, you know, when you're playing a blues, you would usually play some type of dominant seventh, or maybe a ninth. A ninth chord is just a dominant seventh chord with a, uh, with a seventh in it. We have B7, E7, and uh, F sharp 7. And you know, you'd play this over a typical like 12 bar blues. So you'd have something like this. Uh, so this is B7. I'm going back to the 4 chord, E. Back to B7 or the one chord. Then the five chord, F sharp. Four chord, E. And back to the one chord, B. Then maybe a little turnaround. So I did a little five chord at the end there. All right, that's your typical 12 bar blues. Um, Progression. So if you wanted to play over this whole progression, 
you can follow uh, most of the rules that we outlined, okay? So you can play major pentatonic. Try that again. There we go. Major pentatonic. Minor pentatonic. You can play a combination of both. And so you can play major pentatonic over the whole progression, all three chords. You can play minor pentatonic over the whole progression, all three chords. You can mix it up, go back and forth over all three chords, okay? But with the major scale, you can't play the same major scale over the whole progression. Well, you can, but you're going to have some sour notes and it's going to sound wrong or out of key, which is probably why a lot of blues players don't use very little major scales. They don't understand why they can't just play one major scale over the whole progression like they can with the pentatonic. It doesn't sound good. They get frustrated and they say, screw it, I'm just going to play pentatonic. And by the way, you know, sometimes just playing pentatonic, um, it creates the best sound. Sometimes, so there's nothing wrong with uh, taking a simplified approach. But, you know, if you want to learn more about music and if you want to have more options, and especially if you want to start... Uh, exploring more complicated styles, like maybe some country styles or some jazz styles, where you know those players are using a lot more scales, they're changing keys, there's a lot more going on. Well, then this is what you need to understand. Okay, the B7th chord is from the E major scale, so you can play the E major scale over it, right? But in your progression, when the chord changes to E7, E7 is not in the E major scale. Remember that a dominant 7th chord is always the 5 chord of some parent major scale. It is only the 5th scale degree in the major scale that can, where you have all of the intervals necessary to build a dominant 7th chord. So, what appears to be a 1-4-5 type chord progression is actually a 5-5-5 five, five, five. because you're playing dominant seventh chords for each chord that means that you're actually switching keys you're switching parent major scales for each chord so it's a five chord from a different key B7 is the five chord from the E major scale E7 is the five chord from the A major scale and in this particular key that I'm playing in, F-sharp 7 is the 5 chord from the B major scale. So if you want to play full major scale patterns, you have to switch major scales to correspond to the dominant 7th chord. So here's B7. And then when I go to E7, I got to switch scales. I got to play A major scale patterns over this. 
course, I'm using A major scales over the E7, but uh, E is the root, and I'm emphasizing and kind of outlining the, the notes in the scale that are specifically related to the E7. So when you're playing over progression, this can be uh, kind of tricky because you got to reorient yourself in a brand new key, new major scale patterns, and, and back. You know, so you've got B, then here's a key change, then back. E7, so E7, A major scale patterns. to B7 and so you can see that uh, this can be tough this is why I mentioned earlier Take things one step at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself. Master simpler concepts first uh, before you start combining everything like this. So this can be tough, be, uh, especially if you're playing songs with lots of seventh chord changes, especially if it's a song at a fast tempo. And this is where you start getting into the kind of jazz territory. Uh, you know, one of the things that jazz players really like is they like key changes. They like to, to switch scales. And that's evident in their playing. You hear a lot of notes when you listen to jazz. And you can see these jazz guitar players are all over the fretboard. And there's lots of pattern action happening. So uh, blues players would not necessarily use this approach. They would just use it in kind of bits and pieces. So you're not going to have a blues player playing up and down full major scale patterns. The same is kind of true with rock players, too. Rock players, you know, kind of tend to stick in some pentatonic boxes. So you're just more likely to hear more subtle use of it, you know, something like... trying to keep it really simple there just to give you an example so uh, hopefully some of those phrases and stuff I played did sound familiar and you thought yeah you know I actually do hear uh, that stuff in blues music so okay let's just review blues songs uh, well f let me uh, re-explain this I mentioned this at the beginning <clears throat> blues is one of those you've heard the phrase easier said than done Blues is one of those styles that is actually easier done than said. Blues can be very simple because you can simply just learn, you know, a chord and a 
minor pentatonic pattern or just part of one and uh, start riffing and jamming, it can be very simple. But theoretically, it can actually be quite complex. You have lots of options. You can play minor pentatonic. You can play major pentatonic. You can combine the mi minor and major pentatonic patterns. You know, take a couple, take one position, figure out the major pentatonic pattern in that position, the minor pentatonic, combine the notes to kind of create a new pattern. You can play full major scale patterns, and then you can mix everything up. So hopefully this now uh, enables you to begin to understand blues and blues-based music a little bit better. You can see why there are so many note choices. And if you've ever learned some blues songs, if you've wondered, gee, why, why are all these different notes working? Well, now you can begin to understand that. All right, one more thing that I just want to reiterate. I've mentioned this throughout uh, this lesson is that uh, when you're trying to learn about music, you know, if you really want to be a good player, if you really want to develop um, a good working knowledge of music theory, understand the application of scales, you really need to master some very fundamental concepts. So make sure that you've learned your pentatonic and major scale patterns. Make sure that you understand how to build chords from the major scale, that you understand the major minor chord sequence that emerges because it's one of the most important concepts in all of music, uh, playing chord progressions and by numbers. So if you don't understand what a 145 is or 1564 or 1625, if you don't understand what chords in a key are major and what are minor, you really need to back up and focus on that because uh, that information is foundational to all music regardless of what style you want to play. If you want to play blues, jazz, country, rock, you know, heavy metal, classical, whatever, it's foundational to everything. Uh, modes is something that you can learn too. You want to make sure you understand your chord progressions first. So uh, that's, I've got other lessons, other podcast episodes uh, that talk about these topics and we'll get you started on learning them properly. So just be sure to learn things in the right order, be patient, and take it step by step. A lot of what we covered here in this lesson can uh, really be overwhelming and hard to follow. Uh, it's going to be impossible if you haven't um, first mastered some simpler concepts. This concludes today's episode. Please rate this podcast and leave a positive review. Be sure to join my email list at guitarmusictheory.com in order to receive free guitar lessons and learn more about my instructional books and videos. Once subscribed, you're welcome to reply to any message with questions, and I'll get right back to you. Once again, the website is guitarmusictheory.com, and I'm Desi Serna. Keep listening, and let me know if you need any help.